0: I thought we were doing another one. Is that all you're playing of it? Yeah, we're back. <laughs> that wasn't even like the good part. But <laughs> May the Fourth be with you. Episode Lucky Number Thirteen of Duh the podcast. We are so back recapping the NFL draft and we may even touch on some other sports. Whoa, I know. Pretty fucking crazy. Um, Yeah, we're
1: multi-talented. We we can do it all.
0: Contrary to popular belief, we are experts on multiple sports. We are professionals. (laughs) Um, But first, a word from our sponsors. Um, Tax season's over with so we don't really need to touch on FlanaganLaw.net. You guys already took care of them but i'd also like to shout out our other sponsors the wuhan institute of virology and pfizer um really appreciate them and all they do for us with that being said shout out (laughs) with that out biological weaponry yeah and big fauci fans over here at the podcast free bro uh anywho, um, do we want to touch on the news first, like the uh, the contracts and such? Because I know Dexter Lawrence signed an extension today as well.
1: Yeah, we, I guess we might as well start with the biggest news since we last talked. Allegedly. Yeah, I'm coming out of retirement. Uh, flag football <laughs> starting in June. Get your textbooks out. Classes in session. The kid is back.
0: I may go to... I don't know where I would even go to get this at this point. Hit us up if you know where, but I'm about to go spend like a thousand dollars on either a digital camera or some kind of video camera to just watch those games in 4k.
1: It would be worth the investment.
0: (laughs) Not at all where I thought that was going. Oh, it's so good. What
1: news would be bigger than that?
0: I honestly I don't know. That's yeah. a really good question. I just I zoned I blacked out. I uh I took too many boosters. <laughs> um <laughs> some other recent news that I have to bring up before I forget. Jay, I don't know if you saw this. The Aaron Rodgers and Sauce, so good, aka oh, you and me hanging out with <laughs> Jessica Alba at a uh, fucking I think it was the Knicks game or whatever. But yeah. obviously the Twitter exchange and them all calling Aaron Rodgers old and then just being like, chill, he's such a pimp. Yeah. And more importantly, hang out with Jerry Ferrara and <laughs> Schmidt from New Girl. Ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was quite the crew on the floor.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess in terms of NFL news, uh, Lamar. Finally got paid um thanks to Jalen Hurts. Somehow he got more money than Jalen Hurts, but that just goes to show how desperate the Ravens are and how weak they are. Um that's really all I have to touch the, on. The know,
1: craziest I- the craziest number on that contract is that he is getting like seventy five million today. Like the day he inked the deal, he's getting seventy five million. That's mind blowing. Jesus
0: Christ. Like, I, honestly, though, like, think about, it, like, how much is enough? Is that is that not enough to just get handed $75 million? Like, that's just crazy to me. But, you know. Yeah, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole. Because, as you know, I really have a hard time believing in money as well. I probably believe in it the least out of the three of us, if we're being honest. Um, But I honestly, I, I yeah, I mean... I don't want to spin it in a desperate way, but I really do think they were at a crossroads where it had to get done. But now that it got done, I mean, I think they can win the AFC North for well, sure. Like, I, I also, think they have a good roster. But they're certainly capable of it, but I don't think they will. It's I just, wouldn't
1: say it was an act of desperation at all, considering, you know, we we got – him closer to where we originally started, like there was nothing near two fifty fully guaranteed. I think it came in like ten ten million more than we originally proposed, guaranteed.
0: Yeah, but I think that really comes down to the Jalen Hurts factor because there was yeah no, yeah no definitely. Yeah, but I'm saying like if, if
1: you're grading the thing, like you know Lamar came down on his wishes and you know to meet closer to where we were, so I would say it's a, you know, it's a win for the organization. I
0: don't yeah, know. I think, I think they both made I think they both made um a commitment to compromising, because I feel like the Jalen Hurts contract was almost legitimately they've said, I mean, all offseason they were like a hundred million apart. I almost feel like the Jalen Hurts deal with guarantees and annual value, borderline came like Right at the midway line, like $50 more than the Ravens or 50 million more than the Ravens wanted to pay and 50 less than like Lamar was willing to take. And it was around that number. And obviously they made it a tiny bit more than Hertz to make him be the highest paid. So, I mean, I, I, I don't like, I feel like both team and player would be worse off if this didn't happen. That's my final thought. I just think they grossly overpaid for like the ninth best quarterback in the conference.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, we've said it before, but I think this is definitely, we might get into it a little bit later too, but this is like a no excuses year for him for sure. Like his, and like, dare I say Ravens fans wish list has been checked off. We got him a receiver, we got another one in the draft that we'll get to. We fired Roman and we gave him the extension. It's like we'll really get to see what what he's worth now. But it sucks that we had to pay him first. But you know, I mean, it, like he's he's shown glimpses in the past, and now he has quote unquote everything he needs. So we'll we'll really find out this year if if it's an overpay or not. I think.
0: Well, I mean. He did win an MVP three years ago, so that does automatically mean the contract's worth it, despite his recent performance. Yeah, but I, I mean, I yeah.
1: it, it, whatever. But like, you know, the just the fan love, the, the jersey sales, the you know, the people showing up to M and T. Like, he's going to be making us money too. So I think it, I think it was a good decision overall for both. Like Hans said, both both sides win.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Just because if they didn't bring him back, they would have to blow the whole thing up because the entire offense is built around his skill set. So they would have had to blow the team up.
1: And since we probably won't talk about the contract again, at least this episode, one thing has to be pointed out during his press conference today. Oh, God. Where, 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 uh, He was asked about, like, other teams that had interest, and he said, yeah, there were other teams that had interest, but I always wanted to be here. Like, don't pay attention to what everyone else was saying, and he's just the one that tweeted that he demanded a trade. (laughs) I I found that pretty funny. You don't have – he's an idiot. His hair hair is outrageous.
0: Yeah, I know I said I was done talking about it, but you sparked my intellect about a few things. A – Josh, Those pants. I this, uh, yeah, he looks so good. And I told you this beforehand, Josh. He is maybe two hundred and forty pounds at this point, oh, and I could not. He be gets happy thicker about every it. year. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Secondly, no excuses. Great segment idea. We would have a ball with that. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> is there a single player in the NFL with excuses? <laughs> um. No, not at the quarter
1: was. position. <laughs>
0: Not not in our segment, there's not. (laughs) Um, Maybe the Ravens pass rush. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Yeah, they
1: have excuses.
0: And uh, (laughs) finally, Josh, I agree with you wholeheartedly that if you just forced again like an AI bot to read (laughs) Ravens Twitter for the past (laughs) year and a half, it should just be completely satisfied at this point. So no excuses for the Ravens. They're number one on the list. Episode 13 titled No Excuses.
1: <laughs> Name one quarterback with an excuse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Tua, who probably already has CT. <laughs> yeah. <And Matt> <laughs> 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 um, more important contract extension. Dexter Lawrence <laughs> went down today. I mean, is it
1: five year, 90 million or something?
0: Something like I th- that, I think it was four for ninety, but i could I could have misread always I was get paid, yeah, I was on the stairmaster when it happened, so i was I was dialed in, <clears throat> but um yeah, I mean, Dexter, in terms of like the nose tackle position, it is I feel like slightly steep, but also he is their best player on either side of the ball. So, yes, he's better than Saquon. Yes, he's more important than Saquon. Um, so I think it was definitely, uh, a good move extending him. So, we'll, we'll see. They have their, they have their, like, franchise pieces in place now. You know, you have Dexter on the defense. You have Andrew Thomas, the left tackle. You drafted Evan Neal last year at the other tackle. Extend Jones. We'll see if they extend Saquon. Um,
1: they at least have him for this year.
0: Yeah, and the, and they stole Jalen Hyatt in the draft. You know, you win the Bolitnikov Award, you catch five touchdowns in one game against Alabama, and you somehow fall to the third round. Um it's pretty crazy, but that was an absolute steal. So really excited yeah. to see uh I
1: one guy you don't have to convince of that.
0: Yeah, I mean throwing to him, they brought over Darren Waller. Um I think the Giants are in a really good spot. The NFC East, honestly, is like low-key loaded now, like top to bottom. Like last year, no one was expecting the Giants to be good. Like everyone kind of knew Philly and Dallas were going to be good, maybe not expecting Philly to be as good as they were. But now I think top to bottom, I mean, depending on how Sam Howell plays, NFC East is one of the better divisions in the NFL, in my opinion.
1: I bet Dallas drops off big this year.
0: I think so, too. I think the Kellen Moore firing was one of the worst things they could have possibly done.
1: Yeah, and getting rid of their best player in franchise history.
0: <laughs> this will uh kind of segue into the draft, which we'll get to later. But, yeah, I, I just think the Eagles are going to run over the NFC, period, next year. I don't necessarily subscribe to that just because the Lions, well, you're right. One, so It's
1: a lot of pressure to run it back, too.
0: And like I said, like everything I just pointed out in their own division, I mean, Dallas, that defense isn't going anywhere. Um, and, uh, everything I just brought up with the Giants, they have the guy who just won fucking coach of the year. You would expect Daniel Jones to take another step forward in his progression with that same coach and system. So I think their division's going to be even tougher than it was this past year. And like Josh just brought up, like now they have the target on their back. As the team that went to the Super Bowl, had a chance to win the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts, you know, second in the MVP, got paid. The expectations are through the roof. It's it's pretty tough to come, come back to those.
1: Yeah, plus finishing first in their division, they're not gonna get an easy draw for the regular season. So
0: sure, I mean like, I still I think I
1: still think they're the team to beat in the NFC, but I don't think they're just gonna like waltz through.
0: Yeah, I would I, have to check their schedule, and, and I don't I don't necessarily think they would make it all the way back to the Super Bowl. The playoffs a different story, obviously, but I just meant in the sense that they can probably still come away with a pretty good regular season record and possibly get a bye and just be set up well, but again, I'm not sure of their schedule, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you as far as, like, if, if we were to do predictions right here, right now, like, I would honestly just predict a Super Bowl match I don't really know how you could argue against that at this point Uh, but I just do think the NFC is going to be better than they've been getting credit for uh, this offseason well I
1: think you missed missed the fact that uh, Greg Roman was fired so clearly the Ravens are going to be playing in the Super Bowl
0: oh yeah I forgot in this wish list who wish list and Odell who's had three season ending catastrophic lower body inj- injuries so
1: yeah he yep, did play in the, in the Super Bowl last time he was on a team so
0: that's true 100%. Or his ACL <laughs> I mean if he gives you like six details in a touchdown before that ACL tear we'll take it he was balling <laughs> yeah thanks to Cooper um anything else on that before we get into the the draft.
1: Aaron Rodgers officially got moved? Did that happen <laughs> since last time we talked? I feel like it did.
0: Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I mean we, I alluded to it earlier, but yeah, I don't think we officially did bring it up if there are any thoughts. Yeah, no, we definitely didn't touch on this last time because it happened right before the draft. Yeah. We recorded like on Tuesday or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he brought but- his uh, human sex toy with him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, honestly I don't necessarily subscribe to everyone being like, Oh my god, like of course they they got him, Randall Cobb. I think it's more so to help the other guys, like the other receivers and, and um skill position guys, understanding, you know, what Aaron Rodgers wants. I don't think Randall Cobb's coming in there expecting to play as much, if not more, than you no, know like, no, no. Garrett Wilson. So I think he's there just to like I said, like help out yeah, with, he's
1: there to relieve Aaron Rodgers' tension after bad games.
0: Or just, uh, he's Aaron Rodgers' assistant, and he just communicates yeah. to the rest of the team on behalf of Aaron Rodgers. If he doesn't feel <laughs> like it.
1: He's yeah, been trained to take a lashing.
0: <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I mean, he has the whole gang there. He really does. But um, I'm, I'm hyped. I just, I'm f- Full convert, love Aaron Rodgers. I wish he was a little more outrageous with the hair and facial hair, either back to, like, the crazy, like, borderline Hitler stash or just, like, the man bun. Like, he needs to be feeling himself, but I also get he is trying to be the media darling now that he is back in the Big Apple, as they say.
1: Yeah, my Super Bowl future helps. That helps. It does. Still yeah. anti-Aaron Rodgers, but I have that future, so it could be a win-win situation.
0: Respect. The real future you need to place is Matt Stafford MVP. <laughs> Did yeah. you see that fucking video?
1: Uh, no, I must have missed it.
0: Dude, <laughs> oh my God. I've I, I watched it at least 60 times now. It's just like a 10-second video of him throwing, like, <laughs> Like footwork drills. Oh my god! Uh, and he's throwing what, like a six-yard pass? That's six. Honestly, might be a little far. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Having your way with that, man. No, <laughs> my god, no. It, he's so good. Cannot
1: it cannot top a Jameis Winston off-season video?
0: No, it definitely can. I mean, if Matt Stafford and fucking Aaron Rodgers had a fucking baby, you're looking at it. Yeah, but you still got to go full Jameis and just put on like a body armor suit and get chased around by German Shepherds.
1: (laughs) Just an accurate visual.
0: (laughs) The crazy thing is it's really not that far-fetched for him. He's like one training session (laughs) away. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, so
1: should we get into the draft? Is there anything else we're missing?
0: Um, no, I think that I think that's it. Yeah, we're spir- spiraling already. Let's stay focused.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay, I'll let you lead draft talk.
0: Um, so how do you how do you how do you say we were doing this? Are we are we just going like kind do of- the top ten? You moron. All
1: right, um, and then like notable picks, you know, as in lower or higher than expected, I guess.
0: I got one pick out of the top ten correct. Um, so I was field. keeping
1: track for those of you keeping track at
0: home. <laughs> Felt really <laughs> strong about that, and the pick I got, Rice Young,
1: was number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there was a material change.
0: Definitely, um, Stroud at two. Um, puke <laughs> um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to Daniel Jeremiah's credit though he did mock in his last final mock draft the Texans trading to the third pick and picking will Anderson that was yeah, like
1: the fucking beyond the nuts to go two three is just absolutely unheard of
0: especially to take two guys that are second best at their positions
1: <laughs> well the Texans will Texans.
0: Anthony Richardson of four, whatever. I mean, that's the best situation for him, uh, as far as, you know, fit, just given that Shane Steichen is now the head coach.
1: And then I'm sure as everyone expected, he was also the last quarterback to go in the first round at four. And,
0: uh, yeah. And Jim Hersey just staring at himself in a mirror for like 90 minutes being Dude, like, that video it was so funny. What, what is the most anti Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz thing I can do? And just took Anthony Richardson. But again, I I, I honestly think, as we discussed previously, all these quarterbacks sucked. But um, I d- would say that I guess these were my top three. If I even have to talk about them in a positive light. <laughs> Um, yeah,
1: The running game with uh, Jonathan Taylor and him may be something to worry about
0: um, After Jonathan Taylor's last season performance and how pathetic their offensive line is now um, I'm not expecting much yet um, Rounding out the top They,
1: they need Greg Roman
0: <laughs> Devin Witherspoon Um this was definitely a surprise. I don't think anyone expected Seattle to take another corner after they struck gold with Tariq Woolen last year. Um, but now it looks like they're trying to rebuild the Legion of Boom uh, with Witherspoon on one side, Woolen on the other. Um, I actually really like that fit, which then led to Detroit trading back because they 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 already came out and said like Witherspoon was their-, their guy yeah so um, they trade it back, cardinals get their they trade back into the top ten, get their franchise left tackle allegedly in paris Johnson, um personally, probably would have been my fourth tackle if I had to rank them, uh eh, no, probably third. But it was a like, surprising pick for sure, but then I feel like after they picked it, it was like, oh, it's Pete Carroll just doing Pete Carroll things, and I do uh, – I mean, he is probably the, unanimously the best corner in this but, uh, draft. All right. Well, that was like four yeah, minutes we're, late. Well, the, were we
1: talking about Paris Johnson?
0: <laughs> I, I was.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I don't, don't –
1: I didn't watch much tape. It didn't sound like it, but um, I didn't watch much tape, but I heard it he was not like the most polished tackle, but I heard he has like the most upside, and it was the guy Kyler wanted. So it's not terribly surprising the Cardinals picked him.
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely don't think it was surprising at all. Many people thought he would be the first tackle off the board and all that. But for me personally, from what I've seen, I just liked Broderick Jones and uh, – Darnell Wright more.
1: Which we'll get to later.
0: Yeah. Um, Seven, Tyree Wilson, who I thought was the best, uh, at least the highest ceiling. uh, edge Rusher in the draft.
1: Did he not have, like, a medical issue or something like the day of the draft? There was something, like, flagged in his report?
0: That's what Uh I heard. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't hear that about him. I know I heard Darnell Washington. Hmm. But, I mean, either way, like, after... If Houston wouldn't have taken him at three instead of Will Anderson, I think this is probably the next logical spot for him anyway. Um, Seattle could have gone Edge or Jalen Carter, who were about to get touched uh, touch on. But, uh, you know, whatever. Anything. Yeah, matched
1: up with Max Crosby, though, that would be that'll be a pretty good defensive line.
0: Yeah, especially after they fucking whiffed on Chandler Jones. I really expected bigger things from that duo. Yeah, especially um, just because of the one-on-one matchups with both of them there. He really underperformed. Yeah. Um, eight, the first real reach of the draft, um, B. John Robinson. I don't question the player or the talent. I question why the Falcons, who are at this point a perennial 6-11, and 7-10 team, felt that a running back in the top ten. Is going to solve their issues, especially. I feel like
1: I feel like running. they love getting skill players in the first round.
0: Well, not only that, but like you have Cordell Patterson, and you you hit a home run in like the sixth round last year with Algier or whatever the fuck, um, who had over a thousand yards last year. So like, why the hell do you need a third running back at this point? Like, I, I just didn't understand it whatsoever. Their defense is fucking awful. Grady Jarrett. Is not getting any younger, and Jalen Carter was still on the board. I I just thought the pick didn't make any sense. I don't think skill position with Pitts coming back drafted Jake Drake London last year, and like I already touched on with the two running backs, like I think skill position was like the last thing they needed. But whatever, we'll we'll see. Maybe they know something I don't. But um, like I said, don't question the player or the talent. I just question well, why Atlanta. Um, which brings me to Jalen Carter. Uh, the, the Bears and Eagles swapping 9 and 10. Um, uh, Eagles definitely want to make sure that nobody else traded up to 9 to get them because I know it's been reported like Chicago was still open for business at 9. They're definitely willing to continue trading back. Um, and Peter King had reported that the Steelers, um, you know, if Carter was there, they would. Be making a trade up to nine, Um, so Eagles jump up there. They grab Jalen Carter, one of the seventeen Georgia Bulldog players they have now. Um, That front, their front seven is now like a front twelve. I mean, yeah.
1: And his one issue in college was like being able to like focus and be coached in football, but just being on a team with a bunch of his like old teammates from Georgia, like that shouldn't even be an issue. So getting this level of talent at nine is just borderline unfair.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's been pretty unanimous that he was the best overall football player in the draft to get him at nine. And the like you already said, like the structure there in Philly um, stable organization. And then you add in the fact that there's two teammates already there and then they drafted two additional teammates. Um, and
1: they're going to be good. You know that Keys player is focused.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then he's going to a great, you know, sports city and a team that just was in the Super Bowl. Like, it, it's a perfect situation for him. I'm just curious how it's going to work considering, like I said, if you just look at their fucking names of defensive linemen they have, it's fucking absurd. Like, they got him, Jordan Davis, um, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Oh, a fucking Hassan Reddick who only had like 19 sacks last year. That's six right there. It's just crazy to me. Oh, and then they drafted Nolan Smith uh the back end of the first round. So uh that defense is I'm just expecting it to be outrageous, especially bringing back Bradbury and uh well, what's his face, Slay. And then finishing up the top ten, Darnell Wright. Uh, Probably my favorite tackle in the draft uh, out of Tennessee going to Chicago. Uh, Kind of a no-brainer that Chicago is going to take one of the tackles. I thought it was a little surprising they didn't take Skaronsky, just the Chicago-Northwestern thing and and his versatility. He could play guard or tackle. But uh, I think Darnell Wright is a franchise left tackle for the next 10 years for them, so Justin Fields has to be happy. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm but sure that was their
1: main goal of the draft.
0: Yeah, to definitely. Keep, keep like, him happy, keep not, him safe. Yeah, got to keep him up, right? I mean, he got sacked 50-plus times last year, and he didn't even play the full season. Taking it back to just one final note on the Carter pick, I have seen some quality memes of mainly just like UFC and someone in full mouth with – Howie Roseman's face on it, and the NFL draft logo, just the guy on the bottom, just getting the absolute piss beat out of him. So, God bless the internet.
1: <laughs> I'm God-blessing shit today.
0: Yeah. I'm a big religion guy. Yeah, I'm working on my own. Coming soon. We'll definitely stay tuned on that. Um... So what do we want to do? Um do or touching on like, you know, our teams and their drafts, how we feel about it. Um
1: maybe just any other surprising picks from the first round. uh
0: no any, If if there's anything
1: else you wanted to like highlight.
0: Detroit's draft was just insane. Um if you look at their first five picks and you just take out where they were picked, you'd be like, "Holy shit, Detroit had an insane draft, but yes. when you look at where each of them got drafted, it doesn't make a single it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Gibbs might not have been in the first round had they not taken him, and they were apparently prepared to take him at six before trading back um uh, jack
1: running Campbell, back university I don't know
0: what, Jack I don't know Campbell, what's going on. Same thing, like, he could have probably been there in the top of the second round. They take him in the teens. But then in the second round, both their picks were guys that should have been in the first round. Like, Brian Branch at, I think, 44 was the number. It was fucking absurd. He was mocked at, like, to uh, Atlanta in some mock drafts at eight. Like So when you just look at who they got, you're like, wow, okay, Detroit did pretty well. But you look at where... They were all taken. It's just mind blowing that they were able to pull it off. Hendon Hooker, um, as backup quarterback, it's kind of insurance policy if they don't, if they're dumb enough not to re sign Jared Goff. Um, I thought it was a really They'll good re-sign pick. do sign him? They should, but like I said, I, I still think that was a really smart pick in the third round. Um, for sure. But yeah, I thought Detroit, um, In the moment, watching the first round, I was like, what the fuck? But by the end of the second round, or by the end of day two, I was like, all right, like, they'll be fine. Yeah, I would just, I would push back basically because of what you said earlier. Like, yeah, it was weird, but if you got guys that, you know, pretty much everybody would agree are just really talented players and you're happy with your picks, like, who cares? And I really do think Gibbs was going to go in the first round regardless. The only thing I'll say on that is the whole DeAndre Swift thing is just weird. Like, I don't know why they would need him and obviously their guy the corner was gone, so I get just being like well, whatever, let's just fall back and take another guy we really like. But the DeAndre Swift thing was weird and But knowing that they were going to move on from him, I don't hate that pick at all. Because I think he's a good player and was hoping he was going to fall to, like, 31, which obviously didn't happen, and we'll get to that later, too.
1: Yeah, this also needs to be touched on. Bill Belichick moving from 14, just basically taking a deal below what he should have taken to ensure the Jets didn't get Broderick Jones was hilarious. And then just also getting the best or second best corner in the league at 17 uh, behind the commanders who took a cornerback is just <laughs> – that's why he's a genius.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, the Jets taking Will McDonald at 15, what the fuck, And then Forbes at 16 over Christian Gonzalez, who no one expected to be there, and fucking Joey Porter Jr. and Deontay Banks, I thought was just absurd. And that's why Washington will continue to be the most mediocre team in the NFL. That's generous. Also, I was going to put Bill Belichick as one of my draft winners in the Segment, but now I'm not going to do that because we just brought up all the reasons why. I am a little. Should upset we just there. move on to our sure.
1: team so we don't ruin any other segment. Uh, people, potentially or teams.
0: Yeah, we can do that, and then you know, if there's any other thoughts on the draft, we can circle back. Who wants uh, to go?
1: Jay, you want to lead off, considering the Steelers pick before. The other two teams?
0: Yeah, I will, and uh, especially since the Steelers had the best draft out of anybody in the league. Um, it's also crazy just because they did finish the season 7-2 and two and win the Super Bowl and still had pick. What What was it, Jay? It was 17. They traded up
1: the Traded 14. to 14.
0: Ooh. Unbelievable just to have that kind of draft capital coming off a Super Bowl win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fleecing Chicago – um, the fact they got the 32nd pick for Chase fucking Claypool, who's now about to be the third receiver on a bad offense, um, I think it's pretty hilarious. But in terms of the value they got each of the players at, I mean, it was just an absolute home run uh, of a draft for them. Broderick Jones, who I would have had as my second tackle in the draft, um, at 14, only having to give up a fourth-round pick, um, as Josh already kind of alluded to, and then to get Joey Porter Jr. in the top of the second round, uh, a guy who most people had as the f- corner three behind the two big ones in Gonzalez and Witherspoon. Um, I thought that was a great pick. A lot of people had the Steelers taking him at 17 in most mock drafts. So to get him at 32, great value. Turn around, uh, towards the middle of the second round to get Keanu Benton, uh, nose tackle from Wisconsin. Love the fit. Um, Wisconsin always produces great front seven players. And on top of that, just fills a massive hole with Tyson Alualu, um, being out and, you know, I think he's retired now, or at least he should be. Um, I thought that was a, a really under the radar, great pick, but then the steal of the draft. In round number three, getting Darnell Washington at 93 overall as like the ninth tight end taken in the draft is just absurd. Over some little knee thing that came up in his medical when there was like two doctors that came out and said, like, I don't see this being an issue and why he can't play 10 years in the NFL. So to get him at 93 at the end of the third round, um, I thought was uh, steal the draft. And then lastly, last pick that's really worth mentioning, um, trading back into the fourth round, uh, to get Nick Herbig, uh, edge rusher out of Wisconsin. Another one that a lot of people had in the second or third round, getting him at basically the end of the fourth round. Um, at a, again, huge need is outside of Highsmith and TJ Watt. The Steelers literally have fucking nothing in terms of edge rushers. And if TJ Watt, for example, tears his pec like he did last year, you know, you need another guy in there. So I thought the Steelers cleaned up. They hit everything they needed to hit. Um, on the no excuses episode, Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada, there's, there's no excuses. All, everything is there for them. You, you trade for Allen Robinson. You basically got in for fucking free. You have Deontay Johnson there still who, regardless of how I feel about his hands and what he does after the catch, is at worst like the fourth-best route runner in the NFL. George Pickens, what needs to be said about George Pickens. Pat Fryermuth is an ascending top 12, top 10 tight end in the NFL, if not higher than that. And then all the money they spent on the offensive line, the draft capital spent on the offensive line, uh, Najee Harris, like, there, there's just no excuse for it. If they're still, you know, struggling to score 20 points a game, um, and Pickett's looks like he's, you know, playing well, at this, at that point, you just gotta let Matt Canada go. Cause this is the team that's built now to score 25, 30 points a game. And if they're not doing that, they're, they're just doing all Pittsburgh fans a disservice. And that's so- a disservice.
1: Based on that last statement, if we're doing a no-excuses power rankings, we'd go Matt Canada one,
0: pick it Kenny Pickett
1: two? Yeah, I okay. would
0: put I would put Canada first because I think Kenny Pickett showed enough in the second half of the season last year when they f- finished seven and two and he only had one interception in his last nine games. Um, I think he showed enough that at least, you know, he's like a Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins level in the future. So, which is obviously more than enough to win when the rest of the roster is good. Um, You know, 49ers got to Super Bowl. They were leading for, uh, they had the lead in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I mean, that's definitely a formula to win with, with the rest of the roster being as good as it is. So I, I would put Canada first. But if Pickett, you know, is still about where he was last year. There's no real progression. Um, there's definitely be a lot of people looking at him,
1: too. Yeah, but luckily he has an excuse.
0: I, I don't Matt, think so.
1: Matt Canada.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you also have to be able to overcome that to some extent because Ben Roethlisberger— No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. Haven't you heard? You can't do it if you have a bad offensive coordinator. Number no. one excuse.
0: I know that's what uh, most Ravens fans well, uh, think. But, uh, you know, if Ben Rosberg is able to overcome it, I think uh, great quarterbacks can do that. I think the Steelers always draft well, and they just did so again. I mean, yeah, I think they'll be better. Um, I was watching, uh, I think it was the Herd the other day and in his AFC power rankings. He had three AFC North teams.
1: And yeah, the Steelers did C- Red- not
0: and three AFC West teams, probably. Yeah, he's really high on the Chargers, which I just don't understand. As long as Brandon Staley is the coach, I just don't get it. I mean, He's also long- a
1: big Russell Wilson guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, think- as long as the Chargers are a franchise, I uh, don't know what anybody's thinking. <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, so I guess if we want to touch on the Ravens draft, it'll be a little less in depth than that. We don't have to uh <laughs> Well, I just say personally I would have taken a corner first. I think that was a bigger need. But that being said, with the guys we did draft, I don't I don't hate it. I'm not mad at our draft. We didn't necessarily with our first two picks fill, in my opinion, our biggest needs. But it is going to put pressure on a couple of our younger players in those positions, and you know we'll get the best out of either guy. We you know whatever guy wins, you know we'll get the best out of either one. So I do like that. And then later in the draft, we did we did fill some needs. We got a corner, um, we got an outside linebacker, and then a couple people in the offensive line. Um, and my note was we took all people from big schools, so seems like a winning. Uh, strategy to me. I think all power five schools, so I don't hate that. You know, getting a power five guy in the seventh round is, you know, is a win for me. As someone who doesn't know too much about the individual players.
0: I will say, I just want to point out that the Ravens have literally done nothing over the last five years to get Lamar Jackson any weapons. This, this Now their fourth skill position guy they've drafted in the first round um since Lamar got picked. So I, I would just like to point out they have done literally nothing throughout his entire hey, career to help get him thank, and him work with. Th-
1: Thank you for pointing that out.
0: It's um it's I it, I no, no excuse
1: some would say he has no excuses.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also just like to point out I think it's also primarily a big fuck you to Rashad Bateman because Hollywood was decent and getting better and then wanted to leave. And now they just took Flowers and signed OBJ because he can't stay on the field. And what is it, Josh? Drops one out of every four balls, I believe.
1: Yeah, last year. Yeah. Now, his drop rate was like
0: 25%. No weapon. If only, I mean, but as you would hear right from Rashad's mouth, because Eric DaCosta is not a licensed physician, um, <laughs> That's what's holding him back. No weapons?
1: Yeah, keep, keep, keep your guys healthy.
0: Yeah, you got to follow him around in an ambulance. <laughs> no. That's on you. Zero weapons. <laughs> well, in
1: fairness our, our, in fairness, our GM isn't keeping our guys healthy.
0: That's what I'm saying. Uh, Lamar is He's literally throwing the fucking deck chairs and beach towels out there. And the fact that Eric DeCosta is not the head of cardiology at Johns Hopkins <laughs> is also just a major problem. do <laughs> sure, you this want to talk number about number
1: one responsibility?
0: Sure, do you want to talk about that super sick edge rusher out of Kansas State that no one's ever heard of? Boy, do I! I well, boy, do I! Let me talk about. Me, really, it just comes down to this. I am so unbelievably good at making myself mad, I should – there's no one better at it. There's no one better at it than me because I, before the draft, literally was sitting there like, we're going to go back to the Super Bowl even if we didn't have a single draft picked. But then by the time pick 31 rolled around, I was somehow just fuming because I kept – gassing myself up where initially through like the top 10 15 I was like oh maybe there's like these three or four guys that'll still be there and they all went but that was like kind of whatever and then you know maybe pick 18 20 rolled around and I was like here's another four to five guys who still may be there and then even like one or two guys left that went right before pick 31
1: but the only thing I will,
0: I will say is I have since talked myself back into being like, it doesn't matter. They're still going to be fine. And I do like that they took a position of need. Like given that there weren't any guys I personally wanted as like first round talents left, the fact that they just took a defensive end, like I was cool with that in itself. Yeah, taking the ninth best edge rusher at pick 31, I think is just tremendous value. Who would you have taken that was still there? Uh, Keon White, who was projected to be a first round pick. um Ojalari out of LSU, I liked more. Uh, Derek Hall from Auburn was still around. And honestly, I would rather have Nick Herbig than that fucking guy. Let's, uh, talk big picture. And also them passing on Sam Laporta and Michael Mayer and, uh, Musgrave. Yeah, I was considering, I, I was considering the Michael Mayer pick. I wouldn't have even hated, uh, the Washington who the Steelers got. We were kind of talking pre-draft about how much of a monster he was. And obviously you brought that up already. But if we're looking big picture forest through the trees here. There is a chance that Uncle Frank re-signs, so we're not worried whatsoever. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Yeah, so all in all, getting the ninth best guy at the position in the first round, I think, is a really good pick. If it's a long con to get Frank Clark back in the building, then yes. Brett Veach does it again. I mean... Kadarius Tony, 2023 and 2024, get ready. I'll get some shirts made. I'll get the Caitlyn Jenner for Governor 2024 shirts made as well. (laughs) We'll get you a half Lamar, half uh, Mark Andrews jersey. Please do. Actually, don't don't do Mark Andrews because Lamar has no weapons. Yeah. Just get me a Ravens jersey with a number eight, and instead of Jackson on the back, just get no weapons. <laughs> or just instead of um, it just has the eight, but in the nameplate it just says yards of separation <laughs> or yards from the nearest defender. <laughs> Incredible
1: too.
0: <laughs> or just put a uh, yard slant. So, <laughs> yard slant. yeah, yeah. Man, we're cooking. Yeah. God, he's so bad. Literally. He's- money wish list
1: <laughs> he's right, got well, weapons now Jay I don't truth. know if you've heard
0: allegedly <laughs> alright winners and losers what do we think like two each I think that's a bit strong alright that's fine I mean one of mine already got taken anyway well yeah I, I have a list of a few is, uh, my winner is definitely the Steelers um all the so called experts are agreeing that they had, you know, one of the best drafts, if not the best draft out of any team. Um so yeah, I have already touched on everything in the Steelers. I've, that would be my winner. If I had to pick a loser, Christ. Probably Atlanta, um, for all the reasons I brought up when discussing Bijan. I just think they had so many other holes in getting yet another skill position player. Um because Desmond Ritter has no weapons, um, I thought was just a little silly. But, yeah, I would say Atlanta is my biggest loser. They did not get better.
1: Okay. I Well, one of my winners was DeAndre Swift for being traded to the Eagles. Uh, as we talked earlier, they're going to be a powerhouse. Um, if we're talking in terms of teams, I did have the Cardinals as a draft night winner. Uh, they worked a little trade magic and basically got their guy and picks. So I would say they had a pretty successful draft with that trade they made early on. Um, losers, I had, I have a few and none of them are teams. Um, I had Will Levis for not going until the second round when all off season he was talked about in the first round. I have. So hot. (laughs) I have. Tyler Algier as a loser because he just had a great season, and then you just picked Bijan at eight. Uh, Rashad Bateman, loser. We talked about him already, so I won't get too much into that. And then Patrick Queen, loser. Uh, We picked somebody in the second round basically to replace him, Um, insinuating it's pretty easy to play inside linebacker next to Roquan Smith. Um, And then I had two more losers, if you don't mind.
0: I think – Ravens players were losers pre-draft anyway, so.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) Travis Kelsey, loser. Um, He looked like a huge cornball on draft night uh, because it was in Kansas City. They brought a couple guys out, and Patrick Mahomes looked so much cooler than him, and if Patrick Mahomes is looking that much cooler than you, that's a bad look. So I had Travis Kelsey as a draft night loser.
0: Ooh. wait! You, and, be- before you get well, to your last, since you brought up Jackson yes. Mahomes, the biggest piece of news we did not discuss yet. <laughs> I'm so back in on Jackson Mahomes. Let's free go. my boy. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> free
1: my boy, free Jackson.
0: I'm all in on Jackson Mahomes now. Like, let's fucking go. His mugshot was so goddamn funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, and oh. all the freaking all the memes that have come out since as well.
0: Yeah, if you just Google sexual battery, that picture will just come up.
1: (laughs) Well, I guess the biggest loser of the draft would be NFL defenses, because I don't know if you've seen the graphic of the Carolina Panthers, but they've shown it, like, 15 times, (laughs) like, what NFL defense is stopping this offense led by, like, Bryce Young and like Adam Thielen. <laughs> it's like I like I don't know, me by myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. The three of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean it is the, the greatest football team in the history of mankind. Oh,
1: so NFL defense is losers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's so good. Sure I'm trying to top that. Yeah, that's gonna be hard. Um <laughs> So I'll go. I was considering the Cardinals as well. Good pick, Josh. So I, on a team note, as my winner, I'm honestly just going to go, um, Seattle. I think they got the best corner and they got the best receiver, arguably, in the draft. And I think both of those players, considering the pieces they already have, you could, I could, I could say that, um, the, I always forget his name, the Ohio State receiver and also Witherspoon in the corner. I think they both individually could be winners because they're going to a team where they will both benefit a lot. So I'm just going to take the Seahawks overall. In terms of a player, I know this is an easy choice, but I'm just going to take Lamar. Like, well, he could be a loser if we're going no excuses, which... No, nah, he's, he's a, he's
1: a, he, he's yeah. a winner on, on draft night. I mean, he yeah, got paid, pure, yeah, got weapons.
0: No purely weapons. based on the facts, even it if they didn't... Weapon. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he,
1: he finally has a weapon. So.
0: Finally has zero receivers on the roster. Yeah, finally. But anyway, yeah, just the fact that he got, like, $180 million, fully guaranteed. He has to be a winner. Um All right. Loser. My biggest loser is going to honestly have to be Dalton Kincaid. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. You almost made it. A couple more spots and you could have been mentored by the greatest top three, possibly greatest tight end ever. In the greatest offense, and in a year or two, you would have been handed the keys to be the best tight end in the league, probably. You have a sick name. Again, staying with the Utah theme in the red and the white with the Arrowhead helmet. I'm sorry your dreams were shattered. I was looking forward to it as well. Now you're stuck in Buffalo with a fat idiot and, you know, have fun riding the roller coaster up there, so... I That's think my biggest loser. Yeah, yeah,
1: he went from hero to zero
0: fast. <laughs> I, um, I think the Chiefs still probably would have taken the ninth best edge rusher, even <laughs> if he was there, personally. He,
1: but at least Don Kincaid wouldn't have to play with Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, I mean, regardless, if, if the Chiefs weren't an NFL team, he would still be a loser in this situation. <laughs> 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 I'd. I disagree, but also I'm glad you pointed out in your dumb monologue that Travis Kelsey is solely a product of the system in place. So thank you. I don't think I said that directly if that's what you took from it. I mean, you didn't say it directly, but you did say that in three years he would be handed the keys to being the best tight end in the NFL, which in terms means that if so facto, <laughs> Travis Kelsey is a product of the system. Well, I was thinking more so his personal mentorship, like him training him up, and the fact that he's just very talented as well. I was he, taking those or, things into consideration, but he's way more of a natural receiver than Travis Kelsey is. Travis Kelsey looks like he's like like learned how to catch a football, not just like it's not natural to him. Not and, like it matters because they're just gonna get rolled by the fucking Panthers offense. <laughs> this is-
1: No crazy. one's safe. <laughs> Lock.
0: Lock your doors. <laughs> they did sign DJ Chark. Oh yeah, and he's playing like eight games for sure. God, do they still have chosen Anderson? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. no. No, he's, he's not lying. even in the league.
0: No, no, no someone yeah, definitely signed him. him. Miami? Yeah, I think. Ew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Miami just Dude,
1: actually, it's also like, funny. He got just, his uh, name go ahead. changed to chosen and just, like, didn't even get drafted. He was legitimately not chosen.
0: I just love that Miami, I feel like they're purposely signing players to make Tua look bad. They're like, let's get, like, the fastest <laughs> team possible just so they can have it. <laughs> Fucking... Underthrone.
1: <laughs> uh did we want to talk anything else football or draft related or anything like that?
0: Lamar has no weapons. Just no, I'm he a...
1: does it now. Starting sure? year zero. This is year zero.
0: This is true, yeah. Well actually no. It's it's year two. Only twenty nineteen counts. Yeah. He won a MVP in a parallel universe, and everything else is just irrelevant. Yeah, just, But he does have he, no excuses.
1: He won an MVP with no weapons. Imagine what he's going to do this year with weapons.
0: Yeah, the 2019 regular is all that matters when discussing Lamar Jackson. I mean, and... Fine by me. QOC, they are going to, quote-unquote, spread it out, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, he
1: does he does uh want to throw for six thousand yards this year,
0: very attainable it's been done before,
1: yeah, but he said that's why he wants to do it because it's never been done before, and now that he has weapons, he can
0: quote no unquote I don't even think anyone's gotten to fifty five hundred
1: well, no one else is Lamar Jackson with weapons that's this is true. the first we've ever seen of it.
0: nobody else completes sixty five hundred throws for barely three thousand yards a season.
1: Has I you, mean, yeah without five hundred without weapons, Jay you're forgetting
0: I mean like, you're right, but i I would think someone of his immense throwing talent that he could at least eclipse thirty five hundred once, no, not I even mean, fucking close he's hit three thousand once. what a clown Lamar Jack he was on pace two years ago, Lamar with weapons though like is. I don't know. I don't even know if the human mind can comprehend it. It's like the Industrial Revolution or like the invention of fire. Like, if we see Lamar with weapons, we may just forget about Pat Mahomes entirely. Were you There's a fair to, chance. Were you referring to the season he had 16 touchdowns and 13 interceptions in 12 games? Yeah, no, no uh, we're anymore.
1: talking about a season with weapons, a.k.a. a season that hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, <laughs> valid so, point. He did make okay. a Pro Bowl that season, though, despite him having more interceptions and in games played. I'm going to throw some what we call math at you. So, he won the MVP last year with, <laughs> and threw 36 touchdowns and 6 picks with no weapons and ran for 1,000 yards. What do you think he's going to do this year with weapons? I think 6,000 total yards, at least, is... Completely, maybe even lowballing it. Take the over.
1: 4,000 and 2,000?
0: I think like 15 and 55 is, I mean... That would be 7,000. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> With Math. weapons. Math is mathing. <laughs> cool, com shout out. Yeah, I was gonna say it's okay, folks. He's an English teacher. Don't have to worry about him teaching our youth about math and how fifty-five plus plus... (laughs) fifteen. Again, the whole money isn't real thing is playing into this for sure. But anyway, Lamar with weapons is basically (laughs) flag football. (laughs) Or I was thinking, I mean, that's we're still lowballing it there. I mean, that's pretty good. Hey, don't get me wrong. But I was thinking more like the invention of like time travel. It's a strange analogy to make, but I'm just saying it's so. I'm connecting the dots. (laughs) I'm just saying it's so unfathomable that like we wouldn't even know what to do. You know what I mean? The average
1: human brain can't comprehend Lamar Jackson's potential.
0: Yeah. True. Yeah.
1: So it takes a special group of three people to break it down each week.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're we're giving it to you as straight as we can. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. We are taking
1: something literally... your minds can't comprehend <laughs> and giving it to you in a way you guys can understand. Name somebody else doing this?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's literally like a flying saucer coming down from <laughs> space. And dropping three elite receivers (laughs) in a tight end in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Josh, you're so fucking funny. (laughs) And then after that, you wake up and you're in the Matrix, and that's like phase one of the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, you just wake up and you just see Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne. That would be my dream. I did have a sex dream last night, and I was in a Waffle House when it happened. It's amazing. So that was the sex dream? (laughs) Yeah. You just went to Waffle House, ate a quality meal at a quality price. (laughs) Shout out Waffle House. We got to get them sponsored as well. Yeah. I got to see if uh, Pfizer will take take a week off next week, and we'll do Waffle House. They're in a bidding war right now. (laughs) Waffle House and and (laughs) Pfizer. Are we touching on any other sports?
1: Uh we should talk NBA playoffs at least.
0: Oh I was gonna say I could talk for at least a half an hour about how good Leon Dreisaitl is at hockey.
1: I haven't been keeping up with the hockey playoffs. I just if, know Boston had the the best record of all time and then just lost in the first round.
0: Losers. Yeah, it's the twenty nineteen Baltimore Ravens. But anyway, um before we get too sidetracked, I would like to point out that if Toronto in Edmonton, play in the Stanley Cup finals. I will go streaking and I will run at least five miles naked through, no. through Parkville. <laughs> <laughs> if that series happens, it will be the most watched Stanley Cup final in at least a decade. But why you see it? Yeah, I was gonna say, I was i want to oh, would you to the shrieking part. Put it on the public record. Yeah, I mean, your charity run to Toronto, if that happens, would be nice. So let's hope it happens. Yeah, Pfizer was talking about sponsoring me on that as well. A, a triple marathon.
1: <laughs> should run to Toronto.
0: <laughs> but I have to get vaccinated live on air. Every five miles, they give you a booster shot. <laughs> then you have to stop. Keep at, you going. And then you have to stop and eat at Waffle House every other five miles. Yeah, and once I cross the finish line, I just have to say, Fauci's innocent. <laughs> Pfizer and Waffle House's vaccine breakfast run to Toronto. <laughs> That's going to be new on the menu. You're just going to get a syringe through the middle of your waffle. Um, yeah, NBA playoffs. Um, I hate the Warriors so much. No big time. Um, the crazy thing is, I hate Anthony Davis more. Um, couldn't care less. Who playing
1: man ball out there?
0: I need three boards. I need LeBron. Board man gets paid. Yeah, I need LeBron to win that series in the worst way. No, big time. Yeah, they certainly can do it. I mean, LeBron is God, so hopefully they will do it. I don't like AD either, but he is playing really well, and they need that to continue. So go Lakers. Also, I saw that was like
1: legacy series between LeBron and Steph as if like they're not the two most established players in the league right now.
0: Yeah, well, what I'm seeing now is people are trying to make the argument that Steph could potentially leap. LeBron in the fucking all-time, you know, power rankings of players if, like, he wins another title or, like, even just wins this series.
1: All-time grossest human on the planet.
0: Yeah, he is. Dude, I
1: can't stand him chewing on his
0: mouth guard, dude.
1: I don't know how people are like, oh, he's, like, the least hated superstar of all time. Like, he's gross.
0: He is, if Jackson Mahomes was in the NBA, it would be Steph Curry and a foot shorter. Yeah, and a foot shorter. How old and is he? significantly is less
1: talented?
0: What is the age gap between him and LeBron? Uh 3 years. Steph's okay. 35, LeBron's 38. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was more than that, obviously. It's, it's just because, because LeBron physical. came out of high school and Steph a yeah. 2 or 3 years of college. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, so NBA-wise, LeBron but- has a- more years on him. Oh, by, in terms oh, yeah. of just, like, years in the league, I think he's got A life? Devin. Oh, okay. That's no, what I, no. He's probably got, like, five. Yeah, five or six, but that's still okay. That feels more like what I thought. But, yeah, in terms of just age, yeah, they're they're pretty close. Yeah, definitely not a legacy game. That's a joke, but go Lakers. Yeah. you would think, but for, as Josh already pointed out, the average human mind cannot comprehend such logic. The so-called experts, as you say. I mean, hey, that's why we're out here. Please this watch is charity. Me. Please watch the video I just sent you guys on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, any other playoff series we even care about other than that one? Uh,
1: the Heat beating the Bucks in round one.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that, too. He got fired imagine, today. Yeah, I saw that. Who? The Bucks coach got fired today. Oh, wow. Just won the fucking title four years ago. If only he would have won the MVP three years ago, he probably would still have his job.
1: Yeah, imagine being the one seed and then losing in the first round of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, definitely something that a 2019 NFL MVP has never done.
1: Yeah, it was the second round of the playoffs, buddy.
0: Well, this is first playoff game of that season. So whatever. Anywho uh, uh
1: and then I'm, also the Sixers. Um I'm, I'm following the Sixers. I'm a big and be guy, even though he was less than impressive last night.
0: Yeah, but it was his first game back. I I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But it was pretty depressing to see them get blown out by almost forty after winning yeah. without him. Yeah, that yeah. was very annoying i also want the sixers to win that series. a lot of
1: a lot of pressure on him game 3 but splitting got, got a game under your belt you just got announced mvp time to put on
0: yeah but if you think about it like splitting in boston when you know one of the games you're without the guy who just won mvp i think you take that 10 times out of 10 who gives a shit which one you won which one you lost like getting back to philly yes 1-1 one one one, and you've only had Embiid one game. I think that's that's in and of itself a win.
1: But you you gotta come home and and win in, in fashion.
0: Yeah, you got to win two out of three in in Philly. You got to be at least three two going back to the one and one split. Um, but yeah, I want the if I had to pick a team, I want Denver to win it all. Um, I think they look really good. And if they if they're able to sweep or get out of here with a gentleman sweep of Phoenix, you know, in five games, um, I think their confidence will be through the roof. And it's almost like they finally have gotten sort of like over the hump, so to speak, They give them that confidence to keep going. Um, Jokic is so fucking good. Jamal Murray's healthy. Michael Porter Jr. is really coming along. Aaron Gordon fucking sucks. Uh, God, I hate Gordon so fucking much. I, I hated him at Arizona. I hate him now. I hate his stupid hair. I hated everything about him besides that one dunk contest he won. He did pretty cool stuff. Um, But, yeah, my I want Denver to win. That's my pick. But if Philly would be my backup.
1: Yeah, Lakers, Sixers would be pornographic.
0: I agree with that as well. I would be happy with that. Lakers, Sixers, out. although, I would, And I would like. I would like the Lakers to win. I want Denver, Denver, Philly, get the two best centers, the last two MVPs going at it. I think that would be a six series.
1: Counterpoint LeBron.
0: Yeah, but whatever. I'm just, if he wasn't with fucking Gaylord.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I've
0: heard. I heard Anthony Davis is transphobic. Cancel Anthony Davis.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have that power.
0: Anthony Davis believes... But he
1: did get 23 boards, so maybe wait.
0: He believes in the lab leak theory, so... <laughs> Fuck Anthony Davis.
1: Uh Anything else?
0: Who plays tonight?
1: Well, uh, it's... LeBron and Steph. Ew.
0: It's oh, like fuck. 9 o'clock. Uh, Toronto's playing, they have an early game? Fuck. Well, the Maple Leafs are up 2-0. For, there's a live update for our live audience. Love that. Oh, my God. Fuck. So
1: dumb. Uh, also, I'll just shout out the Orioles offense.
0: Quick they shout. They came to play. Another quick shout-out, Vanderbilt-Alabama baseball on ESPNU in 30 minutes. Another quick shout-out, Jay, you'll hate this one. Tank Davis knocking out Ryan Garcia. That's passed. I really am excited for any of the boxing fans out there for the Haney-Lomachenko fight, and then also Tank fighting the winner of that fight, ideally. That would be awesome if things shake out that way. If Tank were to fight either of them, he gets fucking smoked. Yeah, you say that, but I'm just—I've been watching the tape. That's fine. You can watch him knock out a bunch of people. You could obviously watch one. Garcia was fucking terrified to be in there, and two—I mean, he looked almost amateurish compared to Tank. The way he was just swinging wildly, it was looking like a train boxer versus like a high school kid trying to fight somebody. Yeah, he didn't look good at all. I never thought Ryan Garcia was good. I never thought it was going to be close, but I feel like I was the only one on the fucking planet who did, it, including you. I feel like you say this, but every time he's about to fight someone, you're like, "Nah, he sucks. He's going to lose," and then he wins, and you're like, "Yeah, well that guy was a fucking joke." So well, yeah, I feel I, like I root, I root against Tank every single time, but I could see it from the first bell because I bought I bought the fight. Um, It was actually, I think it was when I was tripping by myself. Um, I bought the fight, and, like, you could just tell from the walkout to the first bell. He got a little bit of confidence after the first round, and then he got way too overconfident by the end of the second. And that's when he got dropped, because he just started swinging wildly. And as soon as that happened, I was like, this is fucking over. I was like, "You, you literally just fought a perfect round. You're a foot taller than this fucking guy. Keep the distance. You know he's a counterpuncher. Like, just win on points. Call it a yeah. fucking day. And you're the one with the hype train. Like, Tank. Well, that, people are trying to make Tank as if he's fucking Floyd Mayweather, the third. But he's not even close to the biggest name in boxing. He's not bigger than Fury. He's not bigger than Wilder, even. Um, definitely not bigger than Canelo. Um, Triple G. Like there's so many other guys, and for him to be like on the face of boxing, it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. I mean, I would agree with those I mean, not Deontay Wilder. I mean, maybe just because he got arrested, but <laughs> I mean no, Wilder was a, is a huge draw. That's why the Fury Wilder. Okay, he's a huge draw, I mean, but I just mean in terms of people like true like in terms of on the top of the fight game. I mean, yeah, Fury and um Canelo Wilder's, like, if you take out Tyson Fury, Wilder's undefeated when with like a 98 percent knockout rate. Yeah, true. I you, mean, he, I, I'm, I'm not, not I'm not you take out the, in the last 20 years and he's undefeated. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to dismiss how good he is. I'm just also trying to make the point that anyone like size wise under Canelo and not when he's like fighting up a ton either. Like I would pick Tank as the best. But that's my opinion. But to finish on this, because we are going on a boxing tangent, which I obviously enjoy, I do think Haney or Loma would be by far his biggest challenge. And I'm not even sure if he would win. I would just love to see that fight because Tank is not the next Floyd, but I feel like he's developing his own unique style in the same way. But it's just different, where he's just defensive in the sense that he just waits and waits and waits and hangs around, counterpuncher, like you said. And then all it takes is one shot, like just that singularly unique power. So I think it would be a very interesting fight. You're also forgetting Shakur Stevenson. He's also a savage. Yeah. Uh, So does he have a fight coming up too? Those are the four guys. If Stevenson can keep winning, this is best case scenario is if Tank gets the winner of this fight, and then Stevenson gets the winner of that fight, and then that person is pretty much the face of the smaller weight classes. I would agree with that, especially because, I mean, Lomachenko needs to stop moving up. He's he's trying to be like Canelo, and he's like, yeah, I'll fight at, like, 150, even though he has no business being that heavy, and that's where all of his losses are. That's how he climbed the pound-for-pound pound ranking so fast, but it's also now when like why he's lost a few fights recently. Um, yeah, and I respect guys who are willing to lose and take hard fights like him and Canelo, but at the same time, it's like with how the boxing politics are and how it's been for a long time, it's like I really, truly just want to see the best guys fight the best guys, and I'm not going to lose that much respect for any of these top guys, even if they lose, as long as they don't get, like, absolutely destroyed. Like, it's not even close. Yeah, and the biggest fight that's out there that needs to get made, and I will be devastated if it doesn't get made, or if it gets made too late, like Floyd and Pacquiao, Mm -hmm. uh, Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. If those two don't fight soon, I'm going to be... It was, like, literally... They had it, like, agreed, like a gentleman's agreement. But then, like someone went down with like the money, and it was something to do with. I think it came from Bud's camp. But if that Dude, fight, this uh, that I feel like that fight, fight right negotiation now. has been going on for longer than like Lamar's contract negotiation. Like so I that feel like fight it has. Is been, off yeah. for like three years. Yeah, and I just think it since it hasn't happened at this point, it's never going to happen. But honestly. Whatever, and final note, I could literally see if we get the tank versus winner of this upcoming fight, which in itself is great. I'm not trying to overlook this fight. Everybody should buy that. But um, I could see it where whoever the winner of this fight is, whether it's Haney or Loma, outpacing him and actually winning for six to eight rounds, and then you just get flatlined. So... And well, that's a that's a thing where I wouldn't lose respect for either fighter. I just looked it up. Uh, I guess we can close on this. I just looked it up two weeks ago. Got reported. Errol Spence Jr. versus Terence Crawford fight reportedly done deal for June seventeenth in Vegas. Ooh, wow! Yeah, let's fucking go. That'll be a great fight too. So all our yeah, boxing fans, that's, up, stay ready. That is the biggest fight in boxing right now. What does it say the weight? Um welterweight. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, I'm so pumped for that. Great episode, everybody. Josh.